You're listening to High Radio with Miss Amber. Hi. Herself. In this case, we have uh, Sueba Gambo, uh, aka Woman of Steel. Sueba, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm also fine. Thank you for being on the show with me. How was your week? My week has been good, actually. It's been a great week. Um, you probably worked out. <laughs> I worked out. I think five times a week this week, so that was that was good. Wow! And when was the last day? Was it yesterday? That was yesterday. So Sunday is always my rest day, so it gives my body the rest that it needs. So that Monday I'll be able to pump in all the energy that is needed. Right, and when the new week comes, you're just ready to go. Ready to rumble. <laughs> <laughs> Woman of Steel, thank you so much uh, for being here. But first and foremost, I know you. I know you as this lady who is uh, always on the run, always busy and looking out for something. Now you're working at Nike. You are still um, building your own brand in sports. Um, and next to that, you are on your business. Uh, but... In style of, uh, of high radio, we want to know who is Sueba Gambo. <laughs> who is Sueba Gambo? Sueba Gambo is a 27-year-old woman born and raised in Ghana. Yeah. Moved to the Netherlands at the age of 12. I love sports. I love being part of change mm-hmm. and being amongst um, amazing women that are doing something for communities. So in short, I think that's what I can say about myself. Right. So you were born and bred in Ghana. Born and bred in Ghana. And here you came in. That would twelve. That would then be high school, isn't it? Yeah, that was high school. So I moved here at the age of fifteen. Fifteen. Yes. Okay. So um, where where were you in between that, the twelve and fifteen so, age? Um, so I was I was born and raised in Ghana, mm-hmm. and I moved here at the age of fifteen. So from the age of fifteen to now. I've been here oh, okay. and, you know, going up and down to different countries and stuff like that. Minding your business. Minding my business, as <laughs> usual. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, of course, in, in true African style, people would ask, what, um, from which tribe are you from? What is your background? Where in Ghana are your roots? My roots. Uh, my dad is from the north. So my dad is uh, Busanga. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom is from the Kumahaku region. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not too sure if I say Edra, people are going to say, but Edra is not from a region, but we are from Amantin. But a lot of people don't know Amantin, so it's kind of like I always keep it like, okay, it's Edra. Ah, I see. Yeah. I see. So that is kind of the location where that, that could easily where, be found. Yeah, yeah, because it's close to Mampo, and a lot of people know where Mampo is at. Ah, so how would you call yourself? Okay, which which one are you? Because people always like to ask, okay, which one are you, or where do you feel yourself more affiliated to as it comes to tribe? Um, you know, I feel Swayba. All right. I feel Swayba, and I'm I'm blessed to have both sides. And um, I always say the Northerners are good chefs. They know how to cook very well. And then you know the pride that comes from the Ashanti and the Brunhaku region. I think it's amazing as well. But I feel Swayba, and I don't feel necessarily to be part of like a, a group of Ghanaians. You know what I mean? Totally get you. Totally get it. <laughs> um. So let's move on to your your professional side. Your professional background, of course, you came here at a young age. Uh, what did you do starting from 15 to school and everything? Tell us a bit about that. Oh, man, that seems like a very long time ago. So when I moved here, so the first three months I did the Schakel class. 
So you can imagine I couldn't speak Dutch at all, and then you're in a class with other people from different backgrounds that were not, you know, that couldn't speak Dutch as well. Yeah. So I did that for three months, and then very I was able to pick up the language quite um, quick. Three months is good. Yeah, three months. I remember we had a birthday at home. And, you know, everyone was having a chit-chat. I was like, yeah, alles goed, alles goed. You know what I mean? And they were like, oh, you can already speak Dutch. I'm yeah. like, oh, so alles goed makes you, a, you know, yeah. a proper Dutch speaker. So from there, I moved to, like, there were so many stages. So somehow I ended up in a half a class. And I felt that I was old. I was already 20. And my classmates were 14, 15. They were going through a whole different phase than I was. That is quite a difference. That was a big difference. So I opted to do uh, the last year of MAFO. Oh. In order to do um, MBO, so I did three years of MBO marketing and communications. You 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 opted for it yourself. Yeah, yeah. I was in a half a class, and I was like, you know what, this is not going to go well. If I have to do another two years with these kids, I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to have fun with these kids. <laughs> with these kids, and I was like, you know what, there were there are many um, ways to roam. So I'm just yeah. going to opt for maybe the longer way, the, what may seem the longer way. Mm -hmm. But that is at that moment, that's what felt good to me. Okay. And I didn't want to go through the struggle of going over French again. And I needed extra subjects with maths. I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go uh, MAFO, pass with, you know, bright colors. I would, you know, Africans would say it and then move over to MBO and uh, three years MBO. And I decided to do a fast track HBO. Uh, instead of four years to so go for the three-year option. It was very tough, but, you know, with everything, if you put your mind to it, you can do it. And so I went for it. Most definitely. Yeah. And um, what made you to pick or decide for marketing and communication? You know, um, so when I finished my, um, my MAFO, I kind of like I was looking into the things that I actually wanted to do. And though I was like, oh, maybe I should go into the military, you know, something exciting. And there was this particular school, Erosé Mondrian, and they were offering a marketing and communication in English. And I always knew that I wanted to do something that was like uh, internationally focused. So I was like, you know what, the only way for me is I'm just going to do that because it's in English. That's really the reason why I went for it without really thinking about anything else. But at the same time, I also knew that I wanted to do something in business. You know, growing up, if you ask me, Sueva, what do you want to do? I was like, hmm, I think I want to be a bank manager. I remember telling my dad that at the age of 10, you know, so I was like, maybe this is all the right time to go into that direction. And so this is how it actually started, you know, so I did marketing and communications, it was very fun, you know, we really got to know the basis of business, you know, writing business plans, um, running our own project, I was young entrepreneurship, you know, we had products that we bought from Alibaba and, you know, did a whole campaign about it and sold it to we people. To I think it was like, yeah, like we really, we were on the market. What was we had it? Hats? No, we were, we were selling um, um, iPhone protectors, but it had a mirror, you know, and we had a whole like, oh, do you want to know that you're beautiful? Look in the mirror with your yeah. phone. You don't need a mirror, you know. So all this, so it was very, um, was a good study, you know, it was very good hands-on work. Three years was a bit too long. I think we could excuse everything in one year, <laughs> but three years was long. But the experience that I got from it was amazing. You know, I got opportunity to go to Spain. Um, to work for a five-star hotel, which is a great experience. First time away from parents, I was like, yes, finally. <laughs> and then, you know, I uh, did an internship in Amsterdam for a startup as well. So that's when I actually felt that, hey, I think I like business. You know, I, I had the opportunity to do everything myself because it was a new company and he was busy with his other company as well. And so that I even got opportunity to go to LA for a conference with him. 
amazing experience with a startup yeah Mm -hmm. with a startup and that was the first time i was like i was oh man i think i'm talking too much Maybe I should like no, this, is, this is perfect. <laughs> this is perfect. If yeah. I'm not interrupting, that yeah. means it's going good. <laughs> so what happened was, so it was like a, a new startup that was focused on um, introducing um, business, um, you know, p- business travelers to like working out in proper gyms instead of like hotel gyms, because usually hotel gyms are not really a good gym. So he was like, you know what? Can you connect with gyms in America and, you know, all over the world? Uh, contact them. Tell us about our story, what we want to do, and if they want to sign up with us. So I was like, okay, you want to do something worldwide, but you should be doing something in Amsterdam. Because if people know that you're already doing something in your own city, yeah. they'll be more interested to actually, you know, do business with you. So he was like, you know what, then your assignment is trying to find as many gyms as possible in Amsterdam to sign up with you. So see me, 21-year-old, running in Amsterdam. I had no clue who was who. <laughs> and, you know, going there, sitting down with them, having a chit-chat with them. And they were, like, convinced and, like, you know what? I want to sign up. After my internship, I had, like, 30 gyms that had signed up with us mm. and went on business with us. So I was very proud. And I think that's when it kicked in, like, hey, I like negotiation. I have kind of, like, uh, convincing people of, you know, what is out there. So it was a great experience. And then I finished up with, a, in the third year, an internship in uh, in London, which was amazing, Camelot Property Management. Wait, what? You've been traveling then back and forth, what, L.A., Spain, and then Amsterdam, and then now it's London. Yeah. So that was like a whole roller coaster thing from one place to another, but I enjoyed it. So what I used to do is, like, I would be here for, like, a couple of months, save money and then move again you know so it's like yeah. a good a good thing to look forward to always on the run always on the run and but at the same time also learning how business is done elsewhere and not yeah. just focused on one country so that's i think the excitement that it brought to me getting to know new people um you get to know yourself as well when you travel each country is different so for me it was like you know what i gotta go out there i have to do something different than i'm used to so i was always on the run as you say absolutely gosh and uh what i would like to know because um out of your story i can kind of see that you are you would you are an easy adapter adaptable person um which of the cultural differences did you experience in school here in netherlands coming fresh from ghana oh coming fresh from i thought the kids here were rude i mean (laughs) how can you call your teacher by your first name how can you look in their eyes when you're talking to them how can you say stuff to them that I'm like, if you should say that to a teacher in Ghana, you are dead. You go back to your parents and they'll tell the teacher to beat you again. (laughs) So for me, the rudeness was something very new to me, but I knew that I wasn't going to do the same thing that they were doing because I was brought up differently and I wanted to do it differently. So I would just stare at them and I'm like, wow, you have balls, (laughs) literally. (laughs) So that is the one, well, definitely. So being... Because here in the Netherlands, they train you to be outspoken. Yes. That is that is the that is how they feel that it's an assertiveness yep. that they require from like everybody. And if you're not, they would diagnose you with something with something <laughs> else. Like you're too quiet. You know. I think there should be a healthy balance. For me, I was like, it's very healthy if you can you like you've been brought up to you know be outspoken know what you want be assertive that can be very useful in getting what you want in life but i also know that you have to respect people if i can be assertive with you without having to be rude to you so for me the upbringing from ghana with 
you know, um, you have to respect the elderly, you have to do this, you have to just help me to decide for myself, hey, this is a healthy balance for a me. A balance, yeah. You know, it's a balance. <laughs> so for now, when I go to Ghana and I say something to my mom, and she's looking at me, you would never say that to me if you were living in Ghana, but I'm like, yeah, it's, it's different. <laughs> it's cutthroat, it's uh, a bit blunt, Yeah, probably. Yeah, too straightforward, I get that all the time. Yeah, so how do you balance that going back home? You know what? I think in Ghana, um, what I, if, for myself, if there's anything I'm like, at that moment, what do you want? And would you be treated the way you treat other people? Mm -hmm. So if something that I say to someone, if someone said it to me and I wouldn't like it, I wouldn't do it to them. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, you don't take everything too serious. Um, if you don't take things too serious, you would life would be so much easier for you. So... If I go to Ghana and you know someone makes a comment that I don't like, I just laugh it off. I'll just tell them like, "Hey, I don't know, I don't like how you talk to me, or I don't like the words that you use for me," and I'm good to go. I've I've experienced several times harsh words from police and all that, but yeah, I've you know, heard you about keep your going. Oh, my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard a few of them. <laughs> you know, so yeah, I mean, you keep going. I always say, keep your eyes on the prize. If you know what you want in life, everything else is a distraction. Mm. On that note, we're going to listen to a track. <laughs> I think that's a good quote. I'm going to keep that. I'm going to repost and repost that. Uh, we're going to listen uh, to a record, and then we're going to come back and talk to Sueba Gombo, who is also known as the Woman of Steel. And why she is called the Woman of Steel, we're going to get into that in a bit. In countries mm -hmm. to make differences in our communities. So this yeah. is what I do. You know, If I post the workout on on instagram or my facebook is truly to inspire someone that is sitting on the couch to move their ass and go and work out and even if it's just to go and walk it's fine but i also believe someone that is in a very depression mode can use sports as an outlet to yeah. let go of whatever they're going through so that's that's simply what i do oh and and you work for nike i work for nike <laughs> what I is do. it what is it exactly that you do at nike so at the moment i'm doing um a lot of events uh management um everything that you can think of when it comes to office management oh. so i'm working for the nsw team so that's the nike sportswear that's the best um how okay. I say? Okay. <laughs> you know you know for me um yeah so nike sportswear is more like the fashion side of sports so we have nike training we have nike kits but this is more like the fashionista side of nike and it's my first entry job at nike mostly when people work there they've done like various things within a nike mm -hmm. but this is my first one and i'm looking forward to more and hopefully uh, with my vision as in using sports in our communities that I can maybe divert in the Nike community impact uh, department. But for now, we're just going to focus on what is expected for me in uh, my role um, and then we'll move from there. But it's a very exciting journey. Which is a perfect fit because you are into sports yes. anyway. Yes, yes. And not just into sports, but if something I believe about the founder of Nike was he his his all um his goal was to actually to improve the performance of his athletes you know and if it's i mean it started with a shoe yeah. but we have there are so many things that he's developed in the along the way to improve performance and to unleash the um, potential of human beings in his own way and if it's sports it's sports and if it's you know performance is performance but that is something that i truly believe in and i think if you work anywhere and you get opportunity you have to work at a place that 
um, um, has something to do with your passion because then w going to work wouldn't feel like work because you know that you're doing something that you really love. Yeah. And what would you say, because I, I love the fact that you say it, and I feel that that's ideal in any person's world or any young person's world, but it's really hard to reach that right after graduating and beings. So I just want to know, um, how do you balance that? Because there comes a period where you probably have to take in to work at some place that doesn't necessarily sue you because you have to pay bills. Yes, yes, <laughs> how, yes. How does I that did work the same. I did the same. I think, as I said earlier, you need to have your, you know, whatever you want to do, you have to have it in the back of your head, you know. And so whatever opportunity comes, regardless, at my age now, I was like, you know, whatever opportunity that comes my way, I am going to take it and do it. Because with everything that you do, you always learn something from it, you know. And this is the time for me to develop myself. So if I have to work as an admin support, even though I have a degree in international business and management, I'm just going to do it because I have something that I want to do and I'm going to keep my eyes going there. But along the way, the skills are going to help me to, you know, develop myself. And I was lucky enough right after school, I was working back then at Schiphol at um, GWK Travelex. Yeah. So I was a sales consultant, selling money, <laughs> buying money. That's how literally <laughs> I would put it, but that's not how it is. Another and, business thing. I that you, like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I moved from there to an investment bank. It's Arise Investments. It's a, a bank that focuses on investing in banks in sub-Saharan Africa. It was an amazing opportunity. It was just a new startup. Mm -hmm. So I think I have something for startups. So it's just a new company that I... Um, was going to start in Amsterdam, so I helped them to literally um, set up everything. There was nothing in place. You can imagine when you start a company, even the smallest infrastructure that you have to have, we didn't have all that. So it was one of my duties to make sure that after a year, the office was running optimally and ready to go and you know have a thing going. So that was amazing experience. Mm -hmm. But then along the way, you get to know yourself as well. Like, hey, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. And I was very fortunate with the manager that I have. You know, after my year with the renewal of the contract, we sat down and she's like, Sweba, you're so amazing. I see so many potential in you, but I don't think this is the right place for you. If I keep you here, really? you're not going to be able to kind of like flourish in your career. And as much as I want to keep you here, I got to let you go. And I mean, if you hear something like that, talking wow. about paying bills, I'm like, how am I going to pay my bills? Exactly. You know, but I, will, I had hope and I was like, you know, but I've worked. And there's one thing I always kept in mind that yeah. you have to have at least three months of savings to pay your bills. If hey. you don't, you know, if you, you don't, you don't have a job all of a sudden, you need to be able to pay it. Just, so yeah. having that savings on the side, at least I knew like for the next three months, I'm going to be fine, okay. but I'm going to take the three months to really look into something that I want. And lucky enough with all the internship that I did abroad and the works that I did in between, I got a lot of offers, but I kept saying to myself, this is not all what I want. I got offers through LinkedIn. I even wanted to move, you know, outside the country, but I was like, no, I want something else. So I had even had my first interview at Nike back mm. in April for a finance role. And I was like, oh man, I would be so happy to work. I got there on a Monday and people looked so casual and so relaxed coming from the banking world. I was like, this is where I want to be, a place that you can be yourself. Yeah. People full of tattoos, doing their own thing. <laughs> and then, you know, after the interview, three weeks later, I hear from them. They're like, you know what? We've given it to an internal role. However, we were very impressed with you. So even yeah. anything else come out, 
-hmm. you're gonna let you know. Mm -hmm. So I had two months of sitting home and really thinking to myself, what do I want next? Yeah. What is my next move? Rather than thinking about what do I want in my 10 year career, you know? And they called me two months later. They were like, we have another role for you. It may not necessarily be what you want, but I think you can start off here and from there you can move within a, a company. And knowing that I had passion for sports and changing lives and, you know, impacting communities, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go for this and we will, we will take it from there. Mm. What? Look at God. <laughs> look at God. Look at God. Look at but God. it's also, you can look at God, but you still have to put in the work. Because yes. you can look at God, but if you see if it doesn't look the way they want it to look, trust me, my sister, you need to find a different way to it's, do it. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. You need to know how to present yourself in this world where everything yeah. is about image. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how did you, how were you able to, yeah, how did you know how to present yourself? And I think that comes down to who you are. Do you know who you are? Mm -hmm. And I mean, we change it through, we change a lot, you know, through our lives. Yeah. But I think deep down, you always you have a feel of something, you know, mm -hmm. you may not be in tune with yourself yet. Yeah. But, um, for me, knowing that I love to make impact, I love to connect with people on a daily basis, but yeah. I also like to analyze a lot about, you know, businesses and stuff. I was like, you know what, this is, this is how I want it. And then you are able to present yourself. I had, I remember I had an interview at another bank and a I was bank? sitting there <laughs> and I was like, I don't think I want to be here. Yeah. So because I didn't want to be there, everything that you would say to them, mm -hmm. they will feel it. And it would just they, be lies. It, it would just be lies. You know, <laughs> they will feel it. And, you know, I remember at the end of the interview, the guy was like, I think you're amazing. You, you can do this job well, but I have a feeling this is not your place to be. So it's like I have this whole aura around me that people could feel it. And sometimes you're, you are, you're not aware of your own aura, but other people are. So every interview that I went to, I learned from it. I took something mm -hmm. away that actually helped me to succeed in my final interview at Nike. You know, so presenting yourself, I think doing a lot of things, getting feedback. Don't be afraid to ask the interviewees after interview, like, hey, how did I do it? What are some of the tips that you give me? I did that throughout, I think, maybe four or five interviews that I had. And so when I went to Nike, I was ready. You have to do your research as well about the company. Don't go and sit there. They ask you, what does Nike do? And you tell me, Nike sells jollof rice. <laughs> it doesn't work. Gotcha. You yeah. need to do your homework. But as I said, you need to also know what you want. And nowadays, I mean, nobody asks me about my degree. It's about what you can bring to the table. What have you done in your community or, um, to, you know, enhance capacity or whatever it is around you. And I think... That's something we have to focus on. It's a millennium age. Everyone is thinking about making an impact, doing this and that. So always try to do something outside your field as well so you can talk about it. And I think that that makes a big difference. What is your story? What is the difference that you're going to make? That is For me, it's really sports. And if there is anything I believe in, as much as I believe in whole fitness hype and everything, I do believe it starts from our government's implementing certain policies to mm -hmm. protect us as you know as citizens you know when it comes to even the food that we eat you know making sure that farmers are given the subsidies that they need to give us the right food rather than all this with cmos that is sprayed on our food and those kind of stuff you know you creating environments <laughs> okay well not just organic but i do believe that our government can fuel the mm -hmm. environment for us to be healthy and a healthy yeah. nation is a healthy workforce and also good for the for the economy as well you know 
So yeah. my my dream or my ultimate thing to do is like work together with government, uh, come up with policies and really execute them also mm-hmm. to make sure that we as citizens or nations are living like a healthy yeah. um, life and a healthy lifestyle is not just moving your body, but making sure that you sleep well, you eat healthy, uh, that you well. work out. <laughs> Sleeping is very important that you work out, but also that you're good to yourself and the people around you, you know. Gotcha. And so having talked about that, because uh, you are, because you talked about the hype of sports, but your kind of sports is a bit different. Yes, Can it you is. tell us about that? <laughs> <laughs> so I personally do CrossFit. I used to do, you know, the normal gym stuff. But yeah. uh, after two years, I was a bit tired and mm-hmm. not very motivated. So yeah. I decided, you know, I literally, I went on Google and I was like, best way to get fit. And then I saw all these women lifting heavy weights and at the same time they were running. That's how you discovered it. That's how I discovered it. So mm. I looked and then right away, I searched on Google, like a CrossFit box in The Hague. And there was one 10 minutes from my house. I gave them a call. Five hours later, I was doing a, an intro class and I signed up for it. Um, I saw a challenge. So what CrossFit is, is actually it mixes gymnastics is makes weightlifting mm-hmm. and running together and what it does is like you do it in a group of maybe 12 to 14 people yeah. and there are moments where you feel like you're dying okay. of 20 minutes of work but it's just different you know i believe like yes going to the gym is fun but going there and plugging in earphones or having to look in the mirror to see you know to judge myself maybe again I would rather be in a gym where there are no mirrors, that mm-hmm. you work out with 14 other people, that know you know that they're going through the same pain as you, that they're sweating, they're doing everything they can to make it work for just an hour of your day was something that was very, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that I felt connected with. Yeah. You know, it may not work for everyone, but for me, I really got connected with it. And the fact that I could actually combine different sports to get stronger, I, I loved it. I mean, before, ask me to go and run a 5K and I'll look at you like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> but we program it in a program in a way that we do some running, we do some deadlift, we do some running, you'd have to do handstand push-up, you have to do this, you have to like, okay, it keeps it like going. You never do the same workout. Every single day is a different day. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it keeps me going. I'm getting stronger. Um, I feel like I can conquer the world, you know, so it's, it's really nice. It's it's a different way of working out and the whole methodology behind it, you know, the thought of it alone, they are very much focused on making people healthy, you know, mm-hmm. it starts with your nutrition. They are very much focused on that as well. You know, how do we get off, rid of all the diseases that are killing us, high blood pressure, diabetes, cancer, you know, all of those stuff. So for me, the fact that they are in for the community and not just fun, uh, have a 500 squats today and get a big bump, no, <laughs> you know, and it's very much focused on performance as well. So that's why we don't have mirrors in our gyms, you know, um, and it's really like, you're not going to look at yourself doing a work and I think, oh, I'm doing something wrong. But at that moment, you're very mm-hmm. much focused on your power output and what your body is able to do. And I think if yeah. we would focus on that, we would so embrace our qualities, you know, yeah. than, you know, all the other stuff than judging ourselves in the mirror. Gotcha. So what is the actual result of the CrossFit? If, if somebody wants to join it, what is the result? Because now I feel that media and um, commercialism in general mm-hmm. is now promoting workout to look good, to have a certain type of curve, 
uh, role models for that are used that are kind of vixen-ish, you know, ladies. Mm -hmm. um, it seems to me that CrossFit doesn't give the result of necessarily looking a certain way, but focuses rather on um, maintaining a certain strength, maintaining a certain core and everything. Could you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, um, as I said earlier, CrossFit is much focused on like, hey, what can my body do than what my body looks like? You know, mm -hmm. before I didn't used to like my big quads. I was like, ah, I need to buy new pants and they're not fitting anymore. But the same quads are the ones that help me through my heavy lift. If I have to squat heavy, I know my legs are the one that is keeping me in place in order to have that much power output. So I have come mm -hmm. to love my body that it is like a sanctuary. There's so much that my body can do that if I, you know, really pay attention to it, it will do me, you know, it will do me good. And well, I'm not here to say one sport is better than the other. This is what works for me. And for every individual, I think you mm -hmm. have to go on a search of what do I really like to do and can I stick to it? Because mm -hmm. I can introduce you into CrossFit, mm -hmm. but may not be the thing for you. Um, go and do some boxing. Go and do some dancing. How does that make you feel? I always ask myself, how does this make me feel? If it makes me feel happy and I want to go back every single day, yes. And that's what I had with CrossFit. I didn't have with conventional gyms. I see. So something was missing for you and you found that in and I CrossFit. Found that, I found that in CrossFit. I'm a very adventurous kind of person. I need to be like on the next move every single time. And gotcha. with CrossFit being like very different and every single day something different is something that keeps me going you know yeah. and you get to work on your weaknesses when i when i started i couldn't do a pull-up and now my pull-ups is coming i see my shoulders popping i'm like yes girl you <laughs> it's know it's coming on strong it's coming on strong <laughs> but if someone else chooses to you know go to conventional gym very good at the end of the day you're not sitting on a couch you're moving your body and you know if there's anything i think you know yourself better than anybody you Absolutely. know so look in the mirror what do you want and go after it you know if it's a vixen body that you want i applaud you but i it. want strength i want to perform and if she already to... has a vixen body you should check out her instagram <laughs> <laughs> i just shared it on on uh, the facebook live people go My and sister, have a look don't, at her instagram don't, don't sell me go don't and sell me i don't want unhealthy <laughs> followers i want followers that want to no thank you thank you thank you i'm i feel humbled and i'm very you know so i think to each his own if what what the reason why you're doing it is it for your health if that is why you're doing your health and well-being yes go for it if there's any other thing that doesn't contribute to that i don't think it's needed just like short-term diets that don't work you you will starve yourself for salad cambridge you know cambridge diet and then three months later you eat it. again and then you you're back on your 10 kilos you know so i always say do something that is sustainable for a lifetime and you know you would enjoy it more get to know your body i can tell you to be vegan but i eat a lot of meat and it works for me there are people that can do that do it yourself you know it's so easy to come and ask me sue what should i do i can give you tips and yeah. tricks but at the end of the day it's your body there's no coach in this world that can tell you this is going to work for you gotcha. they can you know they can share the experience with you but at the end of the day it's your body i have people ask me sue i want to lose weight 
I told them what to do. They're like, yeah, but, I, you know, I have a lot of work. I'm like, we all have 24 hours in a day. They don't want to put in the work. They don't want to put in the work. And if you don't want to put in the work, don't complain. If your dress doesn't fit, good for you. But if I wear my dress and I look like a vixen body, don't complain that I'm showing too much. Because I work for it. Okay. (laughs) On that note, so um, just because we have a few minutes left, I just want you to share a bit about uh, Google Fit. Because you are actually uh, introducing, you have introduced your concept, your way of training, your way of workout to Ghana. So there's something for Africa that you're also doing. Tell us a bit about that. Yes. So last year I went back to Ghana uh, to introduce actually CrossFit to Ghana, which I thought was amazing. And the initial idea was to do a lot of PT one-on-one class. But funny enough, when I got to Ghana, I fell in love with the sport development part. As I said, like training in a group, we got to train the WA FC club, you know, and that was an amazing experience. And there was Sprite ball going on in um in december as well got to train about 150 um youth that came all over from ghana to participate in a national championship basketball championships and we actually did clinics there and that was really 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 amazing to do so my whole motive was like yes i want to provide a holistic fitness approach to Ghana, change to I want to actually use sports as an initiating tool for social change. I mean, looking at the kids back then, I thought to myself, when I was Ghana, I was in Ghana, I wasn't playing basketball. I didn't even get the opportunity to do so. But if I can guide... Well, where, where I went to school, I wasn't participating in sport. I'm not saying the whole of Ghana. This is my school that I went to. So don't come and give Before me a hard time, you know, get into trouble. Yeah. Um, but even if we did, it was mostly the guys that were playing football. Let's just be real, you know. So for me, to see the young kids stand there, they having no idea about basketball, but still playing it and having fun was so motivating to me that I said, oh, you know what? What if I could leverage their performance by doing introducing certain way of training that they are not used to so yes google was an individual thing focusing on helping individuals to get fit but for now it's really going to move into youth you know um helping them training them making them realize the needs of sport the discipline that comes with it the consistency the teamwork all the soft skills that you learn in order to you know be a better person in life so mm-hmm. that's what Google is about, and there's more to come. We're still working on it, but uh, we are very, very, very excited. Looking forward to that. Thank um, you. Just on a small break, we're going to listen to uh, a record, and then we're going to come back to people out there, especially those that are on Facebook. Questions, questions, questions. Have you got any questions to this lovely lady, this workout lady, woman of steel, um, to see if people have questions? I do have a comment from somebody who says, uh, who's saying, hello, I love cycling. Uh, what I would like to ask you is, in the terms of CrossFit, if somebody loves cycling, what would you advise that person to do? Because um, I feel cycling alone, it's a bit... Um, let's say give me bringing a result that is just one thing, just being let's it, it's because it's cardio or something yeah, like that, right? Yeah, yeah. What would you advise somebody who is just on cycling to expand? Yes, the and that's that's why you actually need CrossFit. So, CrossFit does it in a way that even though I'm not a runner, the workouts are programmed in a way that if I have to run 5k, I will run 5k in ease because I already do it as an interval training. So there's a quote from our CrossFit founder who says, you know what, 
once a week get outside the gym and practice your sport so what he can do is mm-hmm. actually do crossfit you know follow the crossfit um workouts mm-hmm. uh maybe three our advice two to three times a week if you start off and then he's going to see the improvement in his cycling mm-hmm. without having to cycle every single day all so right. he's able to work on all the other aspects because then you work on your flexibility, your coordination, your endurance, your yeah. your strength, your speed, your agility. All those come in place when you're working out, you know, with a CrossFit. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, you work on CrossFit and you're able to leverage it in your sports of um, um, scale, whatever you work on. Right. So you still get to use cycling, but just not on the continuous. Not on the continuous. So if he want to improve his time, you know, with the cycling, um, doing CrossFit will actually enable him to kind of like expand his skills. You know, I mean, he would have, I mean, if he's a proper cyclist that does, um, um, how does the competitions? Yeah. You know, he can do CrossFit like three times a week and work on his skills with a with a bike two times a week and then mm-hmm. one day a week he will have maybe like a practice or like a whatever he has to do to to compete in his level. Gotcha. So yeah, it's it's a very, you know, it's interval training, but then you're doing it with 14 other people. We have weight, we you know, we have weights, we mm-hmm. do gymnastics, we you know, doing handstand push-ups all those stuff you know so you are just not focused it doesn't make you like a one-headed person but then you can do a lot so that is where you were able to use uh, google fit and then also work out with uh, the youngsters in ghana the youngsters in ghana because it's such a broad it's such a broad domain that you're not limited to hey you need to be a basketballer in order to do this i know that doing for instance burpees is a whole total body workout and if the kids would actually add that into their training that will enhance their functional capability you know mm-hmm. and so you don't need to be like a, a basketballer in order to be fit or you don't need to be a cyclist to be fit yeah. you can you know do other sports you can do other interval training to enhance your you know your peak or your performance mm-hmm. so on the last note you know you being um having studied business having gone through your all your journey of studying finding out what you do the international working sphere that you have been working into and also having your own business guru fit and also working uh for nike um because it just suits you as a whole um what would you say that your greatest challenge was and your greatest lesson was I think earlier when I mentioned how I chose my field of study because simply it was in English. Um, If if I could bow back, I mean, I'm still very happy with the connections that I made and all that I learned in school, but I would have... I, I would have wished that I knew in an early stage that direction I wanted to go to. So then everything that I was doing was going to lead me to that. I remember doing, uh, I did the MBO yeah. and the HBO. I went straight into an international business course as well because I thought, you know what, it, it works. And I'm just going to do it for three years. But two years in my study, I was like, oh, I should have done something else. But knowing me, I was like, I'm going to finish it regardless. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm still young and I can always go and do something else. You know, I can always do a course on the side. Yeah. So I wouldn't, I think one thing I'll regret or say, I wouldn't say a regret because everything is a lesson learned mm-hmm. is um, maybe knowing what I wanted at the very age. 
And what was your other question? Something I'm proud of? Um, your greatest <laughs> lesson? My greatest lesson, yeah. So knowing what I want at a very age, so that could have maybe helped in making certain choices along the way. Right. And um, well, we've almost come to the to the closing of the show. Um, I just want to know from you, what is your advice to a young lady who wants to be at the place where you're at? Or a um, young fella? A young fella. I would say be in tune with your inner self um mm -hmm. and that being said is try to ask yourself like what do i want in life mm -hmm. you know and it doesn't have to be i want to be the president of you know of the netherlands or prime minister of the netherlands yeah. um but really i think deep down we have guts and there's something deep that makes your heart beat just like when you fall in love with someone your heart beats yeah there must be something out there that makes your heart beat makes you smile makes you smile and try to listen to that and maybe you may find out at the age of 20 or maybe find out when you're 40 but that would really make a big difference and will kind of like choose the steps and the friendships and the people that you gather yourself with and along the way, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to learn from them. I learned my lessons from in time of like that I was very down, you know. Um, you become very creative in your way of thinking. So, yeah, just take the opportunities that come your way. Don't be afraid to ask questions or really stand there and say, this is what I want. Because sometimes gotcha. people appreciate you for that as well. Gotcha. Oh, on that note, uh, we've come to the end of Africa Unfocused. That went by fast. I wish we had another 15 minutes to talk <laughs> because we had so much inspiration. And even uh, at the moments when we just play in music, we talked about a whole lot of stuff. Um, but anyway, uh, Swaybar, or should I say Woman of Steel? <laughs> Swaybar, Woman <laughs> of Steel, whatever feels good to you. I just want to thank you for coming out uh, over here to talk to me and to talk to our listeners uh, regarding uh, fitness and your journey as an entrepreneur and a professional um, doing your thing. Uh, do you have any last shout outs? Oh, shout out to my mom. <laughs> I love you, mama. To mommy. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, shout out to my mom for um, all her blessings, all her prayers. My daddy for his support and always inspire me to be the best version of myself. Yes. Well, on and that. to my girls for always having my back. Hey. Let's hey. mingle squad. Hey. <laughs> Uh, on that note, we are logging off. You just listened to Africa Unfocused, and I am your host, Miss Abba. Make sure that you follow me on the gram, on Twitter, on Facebook, wherever. And next week, we're going to be back with a professional who has started a platform for business owners and freelancers to get their money. Right. So next week, we're going to be back with uh, that professional. We have loads of people coming in in September, coming and dropping by to share their story and their success uh, so far. Make sure that you tune in uh, next week, Sunday from uh, 7 p.m. In case you missed it, you can also find uh, Africa Unfocused, the podcast on SoundCloud and on iTunes so that you can listen in your quiet moments uh, and wherever. A very big God bless. A shout